There's trouble in Russia. So they called us. We're going over there and bringing the most lethal killing machine ever devised. We're capable of launching more firepower than has ever been released in the history of war. One purpose alone. Keep our country safe. We constitute the front line and the last line of defense. I expect and demand your very best. Anything less, you should have joined the Air Force. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 107 of Dude and the Monkey. I am one of your hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. Yeah, morning. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, this is an episode which is going to cover over two weeks. Um, no, no real reason other than um, we just we couldn't coordinate times quite well. And to be honest, there's, there's, there's fuck all out this week, is there, really? Yeah, no, I mean, what... Child 44 would be the, the closest to us, and yeah. I can't say I'm super thrilled about that. So, Ch- Child 44 has, without doubt, got 
Wednesday night watch <laughs> at home written sure. all over it. Yeah, um, there's not a lot out, and then obviously um, next week uh, is is Avengers next week. Yeah, uh, which I have a feeling we might end up having a guest for. Oh God, um, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I'd be very surprised if, if if Noel doesn't want to join us for uh, the Age of Ultron chat. Um, so yeah, so this week uh, we are going to bring you. It's going to be a slightly longer show, recording it over uh, two different things. So we're going to give you we're going to give you a, a Lost River review in a minute, uh, and then we're also going to give you uh, the Police Academy three review, uh, and then we'll give you some like a bumper what we've been watching. I've got quite a bit that I've watched to be honest uh, to go over and we'll be recording it in a, a couple of days time next section so I'll have more to add to that uh, and then we're also going to give you another Police Academy with Police Academy 4 um, which I think is is Police Academy 4 Citizens on Patrol Police Academy 3 is back in training I think Police Academy 4 is Citizens on Patrol yeah uh, yeah see I know my Police Academies um, so yeah so it's going to be a big bumper show um, we, you know so we should be able to bring you hopefully lots of entertainment We'll also throw in some trailers, probably some tangents at some point, uh, and uh, if we get any uh, some questions as well. Ian, anything else to add to that? Um, has there been any kind of anything happened really? I don't think there has, have there really? No. 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 A lot of people got pissy about the fact that the uh, Wonder Woman uh, director is no longer going to be directing Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, um, and, and everybody yeah. immediately thought it was because Hollywood hate women. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it, it just... Nobody knows why. Apparently, Warners may have wanted her to have a tiger sidekick or something, and Michelle McLaren was just like, no, which is fair enough. I, no, it's not. It's not. If it, Any film, the minute you mention tiger sidekick, it just gets better. Yeah, I mean, well, it's essentially Beastmaster. What, didn't yeah. he have a fucking animal sidekick? Yeah, just just right now, if you're listening, think of any film, right? Think of any film you can think of, and you tell me that if the main character in that film didn't have a tiger sidekick, it wouldn't make it instantly better. It's a fair point. It is. It, it, so I'm in agreement with Warner on this. I would literally, if I was Warner, now every film that was getting pitched to me, I'd just go, Thought about a tiger sidekick. Tiger, tiger sidekick. Yes. Uh, it, it, yeah. Could have a whole new genre here. Yeah. A whole sidekick. new subgenre. Tiger yeah. sidekick, please. Tiger sidekick. Tiger sidekick. Tiger sidekick. Tiger, tiger sidekick. And actually, the only words for the rest of the show. Tiger sidekick. Just two hours of tiger sidekick. Tiger, tiger sidekick. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Well, tiger fuck it then. <laughs> That's why she quit. Creative differences. <laughs> it's stopping having any meaning now. It has so, meaning. We're gonna play you a trail now for the um, long-awaited tiger sidekick. <laughs> the uh, long-awaited um, Lost River, the Ryan Gosling written and directed film, um, which stars some people that I'll go over in a second. So here is a trailer for Lost River. Okay. <laughs> Are you waiting for somebody? I'm alone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
ride home? No, I'm all right. I'm pretty close to here, so. Okay. I'd take a piss anyway. I'm going in. Wait. Uh, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that ride. It's dark. Yeah. You gotta be safe, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lost River, uh, written and directed and produced by Ryan Gosling. Everyone loves the baby goose. Um, stars Christina oh, Hendricks. <laughs> you motherfucker. You ruined it for me. Ian DeCaster, Stecker, Saoirse Ronan, Matt Smith, Eva Mendes, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, and some other people. Um, story is, a uh, single mother uh, needs to make payments on her house to keep it. Um, one of their son's bones is a copper salvager uh, who ends up pissing off of Matt Smith. <laughs> It's like a bit of cockney slang that does. It's a fucking copper salvager. What does that mean though? What do you think copper salvager might mean? Oh, I'm a fucking copper salvager. <laughs> um, so, Ian. Yeah. Lost River. Uh, it's been. It's been long awaited. Um, it got a very, I suppose it'd say, would you say majority negative response at Cannes last year? Yeah, I mean, it was the big fucking let's um, top all the mighty person one where, yeah. you know, like Ryan Gosling himself says there weren't any boos, but it kind of seems like there were boos. And um, yeah, I mean, it was really I mean, the- disastrous at, at Cannes. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, a, a film getting booed at Cannes isn't really that, you know, rare, to be honest. You can go over quite a lot of films that are actually really, really well-respected and well-loved um, well critically and uh, sometimes commercially that have got booed at Cannes. It's kind of, it, it does seem to be a little bit of a a tradition almost to have a, 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 a film that Cannes doesn't like right. every year. Right. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, go what were your feelings behind the film? Yeah, so, um, I was still looking forward to it, just because, I, you know, I really like the look of it. Um, it, it the, the, I thought that the kind of the marketing that came out, I remember there was, um, there was a clip that came out, I think around the time it premiered at Cannes, where it was Matt Smith going, look at my muscles, look at my muscles, and that image yeah. of the, the flaming bike. And I was just like, yep, I'm all over this. I, I, I want this now. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, when the re- bad reviews came out, I was just kind of thinking, well, it's can Bad reviews happen at can all the fucking time. Um, no one really ever pays attention to the bad reviews that come out uh, uh, come out of can unless... I, 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 I mean, I, 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 you know, sometimes it's warranted, like Grace of Monaco, which, by the way, did you hear Grace of Monaco is now a Lifetime film in the US? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's, that? that's shit it, crazy. 
that's that's mad. I mean, that's not a. It's not like it's a small film, Greatest of Monica. You know, it, it's got big stars. A, you know, a director with a certain. You know, not not a, a great deal, but a, a certain amount of sort of cachet there. It, it, it does seem strange that it's gone to fucking lifetime. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. So I, it's um, you know, with. It's just with can you can never tell. So I was I was still ready for it. So the film comes along and I showed the trailer to, uh, trailer to Do- uh, Donna and she was like, "Yeah, I'll watch that." So cool, you know. And um, the thing is, that I, I really I really quite enjoyed watching it. You know, the the experience of actually watching the film I thought was good, but there's not a lot actually to it when you borrow under the the, the the interesting visuals. Mm. Um, you know, it's a lot of um it's it's a lot of stuff that just No, let me let me rephrase. Sorry, sorry. The, 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 I mean the visuals are great, but there's just not really any meat on the bone. I mean the story itself is really quite straightforward it's just the affectations around it but I like yeah. those affectations I would say at 95 minutes it feels stretched if it was 80 minutes I'd be very 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 happy with it I think but as is not so much yeah I can certainly see what you mean the, the actual the, the crux of the story and the actual main sort of story that is there I, I am quite um, puzzled by the fact that some people seem to say well there isn't any story there, there clearly is quite a clear story it's, there it's quite a simple story and it is it's an incredibly simple story yeah um, absolutely um, and when you if you take away all of the individuals and everything like that, then you, you have a very basic story told out in very basic set tones. But it is a very visual film. It is a film where, and if you look at the sort of the people that, that it would appear that Gosling is, you know, is influenced by and, he, and he's taking sort of aim from, you know, it, it's very clear that he has a lot of... Um, that this is strongly influenced by his work with uh, Nicholas Wine and Refn. Um and um, also as well, you know, the fact that he's gone out and he's got uh, Benoit Devi uh, to be the DOP, you, you can see a certain kind of that, that he is getting going for a look that is in um, the Gaspar Noé movies. Uh, certainly there uh, with the sort of with certain characters and certain sort of stylings uh, and an approach to the uh, the sexual kind of undertones of the movie. Uh, that definitely feels that whether or not. Well, it's, there's, a, there's a, a, a possibility that that is as much coming from um, Debbie's, um style of, of the way he shoots films as much as it could be coming from Gosling and the way that he's asked him to shoot things. I'm not entirely sure. That's interesting. Like, it, it, you think maybe he just kind of did his own thing? Uh, not as much did his own thing, but but the, the, uh, that I'm picking up those stylings because it, it, it's a very specific way, a very specific sort of styling that he, that he has, and that Gosling has, has picked people that he knows are quite strong at what they do. Um, and, you, and, you know, you've you got to remember with Gosling, it's the fir- his first directorial movie, um, and, you know, it would be... Wholly kind of um, 
acceptable for him to kind of take from the people that he's working with of I'd kind of like it to look like this and like this and like this and then to to take forward and go alright well how about this yes that that that's exactly what I want to look at and it'd be slightly more collaborative than maybe um, certain directors going right I need it to look like this or what like this no like this okay there we go and you know you get the feeling with, with knowing that some of his to an extent is kind of collaborative um, I'd like to try look doing like this yeah go show me it yeah brilliant love it it could be that kind of thing that's it yeah no I mean I, I... That's interesting. I mean, the thing is, I think he very, I, I think he had a very clear vision in his head of what he wanted to do. But the thing is, the clear vision was basically, I'm going to cherry pick from a kind of multiple sources. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously you got Lynch, you got Rethan. I think there's a fair, there's a fair bit of kind of like Italian horror from. The, the, the <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's 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 some Barber and some Argento going on and. You know, the, the image of Christina Hendricks slicing up her face and kind of peeling that off. I mean, Christ, that, it, I mean, it's almost like Hellraiser or something. Or the, like, I don't know, Event Horizon or something, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, it, it's essentially, I mean, I don't know if, if this sounds wanky and it probably does, but it's almost like it's a collage of sources no, I, I, I'd say that's, you know, that's exactly what it kind of could be. It, it's it's very much somebody who, it, I, it seems like uh, because he's had an idea for how he wants a film to look, uh, and he's also had an idea of a story that he wants to, to tell, but he's, uh, he's he certainly is more concerned with, with a visual styling uh, of it, um, which, you know, he, he's... It, it is, it, you know, it is acting work. He often works with quite visually um, set out um, auteurs, I suppose, um, f- from that. And like you said, there's definitely, you know, it, in terms of even with the score and things like that, there's just certainly Italian sort of horror and jello that sort of p- bits picked out there. I mean, the entrance way to, to the club and the club itself is very kind of... Um, Lynch kind of thrown into that kind of um, Jalob-esque um, Argento Barber world. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it, it, it's... The, the thing is, I mean, it basically feels like it's his first film, he just wants to get all his influences out there, but because he's Ryan Gosling, he actually uh, was afforded more luxuries than than um, I think other people would otherwise have. I mean, I know Warner Brothers like picked this up before it even played at Cannes, and I wonder if they almost picked it up sight unseen because they were just like, we can market it as the directorial debut of Ryan Gosling, that's going to get us so far. But then when they actually got the film, it was like, oh, fuck. Well, it, it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, the amount of um, the amount of publicity um, that this film has got... Um, you know, even in terms of the release and the fact that you play Khan and all of the, you know, Gosling's been on, you know, there was quite a lot of, of, of press coverage in the UK for it. Um, and, and a lot of people start talking about it. And yes, there isn't fucking it on buses and shit like that. But when you compare that to something like um, Don John, for instance, uh, yeah. which was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's, debut film, which, you know, you could quite conceivably say is a more approachable film um, for the, you know, 
a more mass market appeal, you know, and it had um, Scott Johansson it, within there as well, and he was starring in it himself, and it was a more, certainly a more linear story, um, or a more linear told story, I suppose would be a better way to say it, than Lost River. Lost River's, you know, it, it's been made a lot more available, or a lot more it's been spoken about a lot more, yet they are to kind of, you know, you'd say they're about level in terms of exposure and everything like that, but it just seems like, like you say, Warner have gone, we can market this as the Ryan Gosling film and people will go because of that, even if he's not fucking in it. He's yeah. an interesting, he's an interesting character in the film world. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I think that says the the, the, the kind of the, the the power that he obviously had with this. Where I bet there was a lot of pressure on him to take the the Castigo role or, or oh, the yeah. Matt Smith role, and um, and he didn't do it. And instead, he, he he's cast. It's an interesting cast. I mean, there's a, there's a lot yeah. of names, but they're not massive names. And obviously, you've got a combination of people who have worked with him in the past, like Hendrix and Mendelssohn. But I mean, you've got. I mean, it's Ursula Ronan, who's pretty good in the role. I mean, fairly, it's a fairly thankless role. Mm. Um, but, I mean, Ian DeCastiga is, is all right. Um, I think Matt Smith's really interesting. Just because yeah. He's, he's, he, visually, he doesn't fit that character at all, if you think of what Matt Smith is. And even away from Doctor Who, you just look at him. He's quite scrawny, and he's got a, kind of an angular kind of face. And mm. he doesn't feel like he would be one to terrorise. But he, he's, but he I mean, the, the scene at the uh, at the gas station, he's, there's a, there's a real kind of presence that he's got. And he, he is quite intimidating and unsettling. Uh, with the way he's kind of talking, the way you know that he, he, when he's in the car and he's, it's a just, I mean that is one thing that we have to say. There are some absolutely lovely shots in this movie. The shot of them in the car and she's sat on that that fucking almost yeah, yeah. carpenter esque uh, escape from New York, sat on the back of the chair, and he's just sort of stood out with his arms across the windscreen, uh, just facing it, not saying anything, just looking at it, you know. It is, there's a lot of there's a lot of striking imagery in here, but there's also a lot of ooh that looks good, that looks nice imagery yeah. in here as well. Um, it, it's not it's not always just pretty for pretty's sake. No, no, quite. I mean, it's it, it genuinely interesting stuff here. I mean, you've mm. got that, the couple of images that um, that struck me were um, there's one where. Uh, Ian DeCastica and Sir Sharon are watching TV and it's a shot of his face um, but it, it's almost like his eyes and his cheekbones are kind of like black and yeah. then, like the, the, the TV's kind of flashing and it's just like flashing this, this black on his face which uh, I mean it's, that's a great visual but then also you know the um, the grandma um, and the, um, the guy um, who's going to set fire to her and she's just watching TV yeah, and it's, it's kind of the slow motion. Um, that guy, by the way, that guy, did he just not look like Matt Smith in makeup? <laughs> he did a little bit, yeah. Like we, yeah. we thought it was Matt Smith being a bit weird and playing a dual role, and then you look at the credits at the end, it's like, oh no, it's not. No, he, he, he did have he did have a look of that though, yeah. Very, very odd, very odd. But I mean, the, the, I mean the the. Going back to the story again, I mean, what doesn't help is the fact that the IMDb synopsis for this is really, really weirdly wrong. 
Where it's like, oh, his mother gets tra- uh, kind of trapped, and he has to travel to an underwater world to save her. Mm. And it's like, okay, he, he kind of goes into the river at one point, but... It's not, that, it's not really, yeah, that, that, that conjures up a, a very different film. Yeah, I mean, like, that almost kind of, like, conjures up a bit like Pan's Labyrinth going on or mm. something like that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, 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 I mean, I think with, you know, obviously Gosling's good friends with Del Toro, and I think there is a sense of the kind of the Del Toro, the kind of, like, the, the kind of the, the, the slightly mystical and surreal in the everyday. Mm. Uh, you know, I, like, you know, uh, Pan's Labyrinth and Kronos, you know, it, it, basically, I mean, it does, I can see where people say it feels like a 17-year-old film school student doing, doing a project, where that kind of comes from, but at the same time, the, the guy has worked on films for years, and he's obviously picked himself up, he knows how to compose a shot, and, yeah. and he knows how to conjure up atmosphere, yeah, yeah, it's one of those films where I think it'd be it'd be very easy if you just didn't get along with it um, to, to 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 say, oh yeah, well it's just this and it's just this and it's just this. Whereas if you did get along with it, you could say, well, it's interesting because he, because of this, this, and this, and it can be exactly the same points and exactly the same negatives and exactly the same positives. And I do, you do get the feeling like a few people have kind of used it as an excuse to kind of have a bit of a go at Ryan Gosling because for some reason decided, oh well, you know, it, he was so hot right now a couple of years ago. It's a bit, it, it's now a bit, it's that it's time for a bit of a fall. I mean, the, the, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, look, you look at this compared to a film, which I must admit I haven't seen, but a film like The Water Diviner, you know, yeah. where it's Russell Crowe. It's basically, it feels like Russell Crowe the movie. It feels like that man, just what, what everybody thinks Russell Crowe is like, put up on screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> like, like it's just Russell Crowe's holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Whereas Lost River... You don't really get that sense from Ryan Gosling at all, but you, I, to be honest, I watch it and I just think, wow, he's mm. very, very cine literate and he knows what he's doing. I, I would say he's a much better director than he is writer, um, but then again, some of the, the, um, some of the ideas he has with this are interesting. The shell thing that Christina Hendricks is kind of put into. Yes, yeah, that, that is a wonderfully creepy idea. And as well, you know, the, the fact is, even though it, that does kind of, I, I will just say, that does kind of feel like something that Nicholas Winding Refn could have just chatted to him drunkenly about one night, and then Ryan Gosling wrote it down. But I like, I like that he's put that in here. And, and you know, it, it, as well, it, he's he's got very strong performances, quite out of very good actors. Yeah, uh, that's fine, but you know it, it, Ben Mendelsohn clearly, you know, I mean Ben Mendelsohn's a fucking great actor. Everything improves to Ben Mendelsohn, um, but he clearly has a very good sort of trust in him, and he clearly has uh, he's used the fact that he has quite good relationships with these people to say, you know, you're gonna look in front of this and Christian Eriksen behind it, and then I, what I, then what I do, and then you 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 dance. All right, cool, yeah, and it it, it just. It works. Yeah. It, it, it feels icky, and it feels not quite, not quite right, and a little bit unsettling. Um, and it all feels. The thing is, it, it 
it, like you say, it does feel like a, a, a collection of bits, but those bits feel very well knitted together, and they feel suited to each other. It'd be okay to just essentially cherry-pick influences and throw them at a screen. It, it's fine, but if those influences don't knit, and they don't fit, and they don't complement, then it's going to look like shit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've read a, a few reviews... Um, of it, and uh, from certain people who who are good when they're reviewing a movie they like, and when they're reviewing a movie they don't like, they just I, I read it and go, oh fuck off. Um, and, and so you get a little bit like that. I, I I I found it to be one of those movies where no one's kind of gone. Do you know what? It's 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 decent. It's all right. It's a seven out of ten. You might have people go, "Oh, it's brilliant! It's visually fantastic." Or people going, "Oh, it's just crap." And it just it, it baffles me that that people have to have this such you know either it's this or it's that. It can never be just. It's really fucking interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I, I really really like want to give it a four out of five. I really want to, and I think. If I watch it again, I mean, the the thing is, I've got a rule with Blu-rays where I only buy them if I think they're four out of fives. But mm. I kind, I want to buy this on Blu-ray. I absolutely will be. It's, it's, it's a solid four out of five for me, anyway. I I, I I really, really, really liked it. Yeah, no, fair enough. I just, I, I'm just, I'm not quite there. I'm not quite there. I really, really wish I was. Yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely there. I thought there was so much. I, and, and the other thing is, I really enjoyed watching it while I was watching it. That's that's the thing. I I I had a good time watching it, but it just there was a stretch around. It's kind of around the Ben Mendelsohn singing bit, where not necessarily that bit, but just around there, I was kind of falling out of it. Like the, the first the first half hour, forty minutes, I was in. Mm. And then I was in at the end, and then there's just like maybe a twenty minute stretch where well, I, it could I, have been a bit tighter for you. Yeah, like like I say, if it was eighty minutes, I I, I think I'd be all over it. But at ninety five minutes, it it feels ever so slightly stretched. I can I, I can I can appreciate that certainly. Yeah, and, and that on top of the fact that the the story just like. I, I, it, it doesn't really compare to the visuals. I, I just, I can't quite do it. But I've got a feeling if I do watch it again and I'm more settling into it, I think I could bump it up. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a definitely not shit uh, and I'm a definite, I, I, in, in its camp. I'm not going to, um, I'm going to say it's quite a lot of this, this podcast. I'm not going to defend it to the fucking hill. If people don't like it, they don't fucking like it. Yeah, there I mean, we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think there's a difference between people not liking the film and just not even giving it a chance. Yeah, um, but um, I yeah, thought I can understand why people aren't in love with it for sure. Yeah, I, I can absolutely understand that. Um, yeah, there's just certain reviews I read of it just made me just go uh, in conjunction with reviews that uh, that that I read for other films uh, this week that just made me go. Ugh. Stop with such misers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that, I, I don't know. I was, I, I, I was willing myself to like it, and I think I genuinely do like it. I don't think it's just because I wanted to. There's, there's more than enough interesting in here. It just, 
Yeah, it's stuff like the um, the grandma character. It was just I, I'm not really too sure what the point of all that is, apart from the fact that it's quite an interesting visual of her just continually watching old and the, the old old videos. And I think the the, the point of that is may is maybe oh look at how run down this place was and how life used to be so much better for everybody. And it just yeah, I I, I kind of get that point. It's a bit of a boring point. What else do you have? <laughs> It does seem, I, I would say that it seems like there was probably a lot more uh, shot that didn't make the grade. Yeah, wouldn't be surprising. It wouldn't surprise me that in his mind that Gosling might have had a two and a bit hour, you know, psychedelic epic in his mind. Yeah. And then when it's actually got to it, he's gone, no, what I've actually got is a 90 minute, um, you know, art house movie, yeah. which is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I, I like when Art House works, it works really well. And the thing is, Art House isn't supposed to speak to everybody. It's supposed to speak to the people who it speaks to, who are watching it. True. Yeah, cool. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, uh, in, in terms of uh, talking about buying of Blu-rays, uh, have you seen uh, the uh, the uh, confirmed artwork for the Whiplash Steelbook? Yeah, um, is it the kind of the uh, the 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 symboly with with the blood on it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, it's nice. It's very nice. How much is it? Twenty pounds and ninety nine pence. I'm not paying that. I I am. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I am on that. But then again, I'm I'm exclusively buying very certain uh, Blu-rays. So is, so yes. Is it part of your hundred? Is it? It is, yeah, yeah. It absolutely, absolutely is. Um, I've, I've watched it a couple of times now, and it is an incredible movie. Um, I'll tell you what, while I'm not part of the 100, I am having such a fucking time trying to decide between digital and Blu-ray at the moment. Ah, uh, you flip-flopping again. Okay, I just... <laughs> I've got the Apple TV, and I just like... I, I, I don't know... I, I like the usability and whatnot, but it's just like not everything's available on it. You don't get nearly as many of the extras. Some stuff's more expensive. It just, but I know it's going to be nagging at me. And Blu-ray within a few years is going to be done. Yeah, it, it's Blu-ray is going to be essentially um, within the next four or five years. It's essentially, it's going to be specialist stuff. It's going to be collectibles. Yeah, and I, I it just. I, I, yeah, I just, I don't think I can continue on for four or five years and I just think, shit, now I'm going to have to sell this lot because that is what I do. <laughs> so, uh, oh, terrible, terrible. Uh, I've, 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 I'm, I'm going to start, because I've, I've managed to whittle my, my stuff down to a, a strong 88 and I know I need to start adding a few to it to get it up to the 100. Nice. nice. But I have some in mind that I need to add to it mm. anyway. Um, so yes, uh, so um, Lost River, uh, definitely not shit. I think from both was there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what, actually, if I buy it on iTunes, I don't necessarily have a. It's got to be a blah blah with ten to justify the purchase kind of rule on there. I can do what I want. Yeah. I'll buy it. The thing is, I'll buy it on iTunes when it's like six ninety nine. I'm not paying thirty ninety nine for it. I, I could see me end up paying seventeen ninety nine because there'll be a there'll be a very pretty steelbook. Yeah, there will be a steelbook. 
Yeah, I, well, it's going to be part of your hundred. Is Lost River going to be part of your hundred? And don't you dare say you're buying Blu-rays outside of the hundred. No, oh, no, I'm absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, yeah, that that's that's the thing I've got to consider. Like that's I don't think it could it would be in a, in in a hundred for you. Yeah, that's the thing I, I have to consider there. It, it, it is will it? But my hundred isn't the way I'm approaching it. It isn't necessarily my top hundred films. Is the way I'm approaching it. It's my hundred Blu-rays that I want to own. So if I look at the steelbook and go, uh, that's all right. So you're taking the quite like the the actual cover art and stuff into account. Oh, as well. fuck yeah! Oh right, yeah. okay, that's so, interesting. So if I look at it and I go, uh, that's all right, then it, it'll be. I, I probably won't bother. But if I look at it and go. Holy Christ, that's beautiful. Occasionally, I, you know, I, I want something that maybe the film inside I, I will watch, but I wouldn't say it would be in my top 100. But if I could just stare at the steelbook or the, the, the cover art for hours on end, then fuck it, it, it it's in. Oh, and also, my uh, first blood post has, has arrived. Yeah, man, have you put that up yet? I've not put it up yet because the frame I want for uh, that I, the I get, the frames that I get that match my other frames they haven't got that size in where I get them from and they're not going back in till Tuesday, so I've got to wait till Tuesday to put it up. But I, honestly, I opened it and it, it's on really thick like paper um, because it's not just on like standard poster paper; it's on really thick like um, fabric paper. Uh, but I was fucking terrified to unravel it because I thought this is like this first was seventy five quid, yeah. you know, you know if it was if it was a tenner and it was just a, a, a first blood poster, and if I went to unroll it and it ripped and I went shit, dickhead, I could just order it again, but I can't with this because it comes with like a little thing that says that my number is number sixty five out of all three hundred, and I'm like, oh shit, I don't I don't want to trust myself with this. <laughs> So yeah, so it, it'll be going up Tuesday, but I still haven't decided the order of what of what gets moved around or what's getting replaced or anything. So, albeit Dark Knight, Rocky, uh, Grindhouse, um, what else is that? Uh, Blade Runner or Halloween has to get replaced or move from where it is, and I'm just not sure what's going fucking where. Yeah. It's a big decision. Oh mate, I don't envy you. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think Rocky may move out of the living room into the hallway, uh, or Grindhouse might move into the hallway, and Dark Knight might move around. And I'm not, I'm not sure. It's it's going to take a lot of thinking. Yeah, yeah, bloody hell. Right, um, so um, we're going to play a trailer from uh, Police Academy Three, back in training, and then we shall we shall delve into that world once again. Police Academy 3. Got it. The state says it can no longer afford two police academies. We better, better call. call Mahoney. Your favorite graduates are back. We're here. Mahoney. We're rubies. What? Hooks. Callahan. High Tower. Crackleberry. Do you want to kill me? Butler and Joe. Their assignment. We're going to make one hell of a cop. Thanks, Dad. Oh, would you give this to Mom for me? Mold oh. a brand new generation of recruits. That nothing hurts. Into a fighting machine in a matter of weeks. Shit! 
Then, together, they're going to save their beloved Academy. The only way they know how. By chance. Police Academy 3. Back in training. You're sitting in a non-smoking area. Put it out when I finish. You'll put it out now, mister. What they don't know can't stop them. Okay, that was a trailer for Police Academy 3, back in training. Uh, this one's directed by Jerry Paris. It was the first one to um, not be a 15-rated movie, to be more of a family film. Uh, in this one, we see um, Lieutenant Mauser is back. Uh, he's running one of the other police academies, and essentially the city, the mayor, has decided that there is only room for one police academy in the city. So it's a straight-up fight between Lassard's police academy and Mauser's police academy. So what does Lassard do? That's it. He gets Mahoney and the gang to come and help him get uh, his troops through and get his academy to be the one that stays. Uh, in his academy, uh, we see uh, Zed and Sweet Chuck and a few familiar faces uh, arrive and it is the usual kind of ragtag group of... Um, Lost that again. Uh, Hightower, Tackleberry, Lavelle Jones, and Hooks, etc., who are all there to help Lassard keep his academy open. Uh, Ian, please send me three back in training. Uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, okay, so um, I think I preferred it over two. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree on there, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I mean, two's okay, don't get me wrong, but um, yep. yeah, I, it, it, the thing is, this one, it's kind of cherry-picked elements from the first two. Mm. And that, so, like, the the blonde is back from the first one. What's her name? Yes. Uh, oh, fuck, what is her name? I can't remember her name. Callahan? Cal- That's it, Callahan, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, so, like, they, they, they bring her back and they... Um, uh, and then they bring uh, they bring along um, Sweet Chuck, you know, from part two, and they team him up with Zed. And again, <laughs> you've got some quality Zed just screaming at him. <laughs> yeah. his, uh, you know, when uh, when, they, when they first kind of like room in together, and, and Zed is just is just la- like lashing out at him, and, and, you know, just like up against the windowsill. It's um, it's amazing. Um, I, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is. Steve Gutenberg just doesn't really get anything to do. He's so no. bland. And, and you know, I, I, like, yeah, I mean, again, he kind of, like, uh, embarrasses Mauser, you know, and it, and he's, he's got that kind of relationship with him. But it just, apart from that, he doesn't really do anything. He's just, like, the central presence that everybody gravitates towards. But he's everybody's friend. But aside from that, there's just nothing really... To him, at least with the first film, you had his arc of not wanting to be in the police and like doing anything to try and get himself kicked out. Whereas in this one, in the second one, I, there's not really much. And like at the end, they're just like, I'll just give him a jet ski. You know, it's yeah. like, we've just kind of run out of things to do now. Because the thing is, the police academy films, the, the, the first thing you think of them, the, to be fair, the first half dozen things you think of are probably not Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it just... It's it, it, all the other characters are more interesting than him, but you have to have that almost kind of straight man presence. But then he's not a straight man, so again, that's a bit. It, 
I, I could see why after four he's gone. And to be honest, in, in an alternate universe, I could see the films being better without him, but they're probably not. Um, yeah, I like it. I mean, you won't it, miss him, essentially. No. He, he, he's not, you know, he's not a bad character. It's just, like you say, there's, there's so little to his character. Yeah. He's just Mahoney. Yeah, but I mean, Mauser is, is wonderful. Um, and you know, his, his sidekick, those two guys from the first one. And you get the Blue Oyster Club again, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. Sorry. But it's a little bit less, it's not quite as, I don't know, I want to say mean, but it's it's a little bit less, ooh, you won't get away with that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, quite. I, 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 I'm, is this the last time the Blue Oyster Club shows up? No, I don't think so. Oh, really? It's back, it's back, it comes back again? It? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in, I think it's shows in a couple more. Wow, okay, fair enough. I, it, it just... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fine. I'll be, I'll be honest. I watched it last Thursday, so it's nearly a week ago now. So because I kind of for some reason I thought we were recording at the weekend, so I'm a little bit. Um, I don't have much to say because I literally can't remember it now. They're, they're, like you said, there's there's not a lot. It, it does become a little bit almost more kind of slapstick, and it is like you were saying. I think about last week. It, it 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 is very much like it's it's a selection of sketches. Yeah. Um, all featuring the same characters um, that kind of tells a story and then you've got it's like they've gone we need to have a coherent scene um, like a big kind of victory scene and that's where you've got the jet ski bits at the end despite the fact that it makes no sense whatsoever uh, and that. <laughs> um, but it is it, it is kind of just I think it's a lot of slapstick bit but then again I really enjoy Bobcat Goldthwait just essentially just screaming at somebody you know he barely says anything in the movie but he screams a lot yeah I mean that's the thing with part two I mean like in the climax you kind of had him talking to Steve Goomberg quite a lot you know, yeah, and kind of screaming as well but whereas this like you say it is literally someone like, like calls him uh, calls for him and he's just like and, and, yeah. and that's, yeah, pretty much all he does, but he's good doing it. And him and Sweet Chuck make a very fun team. Yeah, it, it's just, it, when you watch it, you're going, how did, how did you get away with essentially just doing that? And, you know, it became, you know, a, a central character for the next movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 it's insane the fact that, you know, the... Uh, all he does in the three really is scream at people. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it. The people demand it. You know. Yeah, it's it, 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 I, the thing is, I watch it going. But you know what? I can't wait to watch Police Academy Four and watch him do it all over again. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm bang up for that. If he's in it more, that would be fantastic. I can't remember Police Academy Four. I have seen it, but I can't really remember it. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, this one, it's good. It's yep. fine. Um, it's not amazing. It makes me laugh, and I have fuck all else to say about it, really. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty much there with, with, with that. Like I said, I think I watched it last... Um, yeah, I think last on... When would it have been? It was the night we recorded the last show, so it's like over a week ago yeah. uh, that I watched it. So, 
there's not there's not a lot that, that massively sticks out about it, other than the fact that you know it is it kind of just it ticks along nicely. Um, the jokes come quick enough to make it kind of worth it. Um, there's a lot more there's a lot more nods to the first movie than there are in the second movie. Uh, which is strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, like I say, it's kind of like doing that cherry-picking kind of thing. Where it, yeah. You know, so I, I think there's an element of that in this, for sure. Mm, I, I like the way that the fact that, that Mauser is making no no attempts to hide the fact that he is literally just a kiss-ass. No, absolutely. Um, I, it, it, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then... You've got those two guys as well from the first one who, who kind of returned. They weren't in the second one, were they? Um, the, no. the, yeah, no, the, the ones that kind of help Mauser in this one. Yeah. Yes, you yeah, know, they, they were, yeah, they're from the first one out, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It, it just kind of feels like they're finding their, their groove here, but it's a, basically a PG version of the, the first two combined. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what the fourth one does if it actually kind of breaks this cycle, because it feels like the structure is very, very similar in all of them, so... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see on that later on in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, cool. Uh, right, um, so we'll move on now to some... I can't, uh, essentially, we're not sure what one new. It'll be like a what we've been watching over the past you know, couple of weeks uh, uh, before we get into Police Academy 4. But we'll be travelling into the future to do that. Uh, we'll be recording that in a couple of days. Tiger Psychic. Tiger Psychic. Yes! <laughs> Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. That's just, just getting confirmation. It's just getting, that's the third time though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the good truth. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. Okay, uh, so we're, we're back again. We've gone into the future. Um, although it just seems like it's a few seconds ago. We're actually three or four days down the line, aren't we? Indeed, yes. Um, uh, our football teams both didn't have the best weekends. And uh, we'll move on from there. Yes, I'm, I I was actually offered a ticket for today's game as well. Uh, my dad had a spare ticket and said, do you want to go? And I was like... Uh, yeah, and you know you, you want to be nice, and I sort of said, looked at it and thought, it's like a hundred and fifty quid in total, and then money while I'm there. So I can't afford it, but I can't justify it because yeah. I'm pretty much convinced we're going to get beat. <laughs> mm. So I didn't go, uh, which I'm quite glad about now, to be honest. Yeah, there you are. I don't know. It was a weird game. We're, 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 we're just not very good. I d- I don't know. It just. It, it, it seems to be Gerard's curse. Uh, it's we. I've never known a Liverpool team be as easy to play against mm. 
than this Liverpool team. When they play really well, we can knock away anybody. But no matter what, we're really easy to play against. Well, I mean, the thing is, last season, Liverpool scored a shitload, but they conceded plenty as well. But it was the fact that they scored a shitload. Yeah. That that rip kind of almost masked it. Yeah. And the thing is, last season, you had so many defences were just terrified of what Suarez was going to do to him that they were just they were focusing so much on him that it, it allowed other people to do other things whereas this season teams now have literally gone go on then have a go because we don't think you've got out and we don't mm. we're, we're, we're not very good uh, we're, 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 we're in a false position as well because we went on a big run where we didn't lose a game but I watched every game in that and we only played well once or twice the rest of it were flukes and games we won from worldies yeah yeah. I, I, I don't know I mean United I, I, like, I'm positive you know like, I, I just I thought we put Van Hal said it was the best performance of the season I thought it was a little much yesterday but um, yeah like I, I, that was fucking dressing it up but you know it just did well they just didn't quite have that cutting edge but I, I, I was convinced it was going to be nil-nil after the first half hour but um, you know the man is what the man is, you know, and he got that fucking goal and uh, job done. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. Still, we'll get third, so it's all right. Yeah, 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 you will do. And, yeah. I don't have a fucking clue what the fuck we're going to do. Uh, so, uh, on, to, on to more joyous things. Uh, Ian, uh, what trailers have you watched these past couple of weeks? Because there's actually been quite a few out, hasn't there? Yeah, I'll very, very quickly mention the uh, the new trailer from the guy directed Gamora um, called The Tale of Tales, um, which looks mental. Um, there's not really too much to the trailer. It's just a bunch of images, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John C. Riley kind of like being some sort of king in a kind of gory-looking weird fest. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's why I, I sort of watched that and thought, I don't know what it's about or anything like that, but I, I kind of really want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, um, uh, that that film looks very, very interesting to me. Obviously, we've got bigger fish to fry, but um, okay, Terminator Gen- Genesis. Um, spoiler alert! It's a trailer. Seen the trailer, but you know, just you might want it if you really, really don't want to know. Then skip the next few minutes, but. Um, if that doesn't happen in the first 45 minutes, then the, what the fuck? It's a big card to play, isn't it? In the second trailer. You know, like, really, wow. I mean, I was kind of thinking that, like, the T, that T-1000 seems a little bit lame, and it almost seems like he's only going to be in that first action sequence when Jai Courtney and um, Amelia Clark first meet. Like, it literally looks like he's going to be dispatched, and then yeah. Robo Connor's going to rock up. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, well, I, it, I, I don't know. Robo Connor. Yeah, I, I, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at least they managed to surprise us with this, considering how generic the rest of it looks. But yeah. I would have liked to have been surprised in the film itself. Um so I'm assuming it's got more to do, even though, again, you know, you see him saying, I'm not a machine, I'm not a man, and it's got that bit later on where he's, he's kind of like, kind of looks like a like a Terminator, but with kind of almost like mus- a musculature to to him, uh, like with silver at the end, like, and it looks like that might be the climax of the film. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, yeah, it's a worry. 
Um, I mean, I wasn't looking forward to the, uh, to the film too much anyway. I'll, I'll go and see it because I'll go and see it. Um, but, yeah, I, it, the, the marketing for this one's been very, very weird. And I kind of wonder if they've done this because they're thinking we need something that people are going to talk about, not yeah. just in terms of how bad this film looks, if we can just deflect from that for a bit. The, the, the strange thing is, I, I have absolutely no idea when this film's getting released. Like, like not even a vicinity of when it's getting released. I know everything big, what is it? I don't necessarily know the dates, but I know around when to expect it. Terminator Genesis, I don't know whether it, it, it's, it's imminent, whether or not it's an August one, a September one, whether or not it's later towards Christmas. I, I just don't know, because I can't work up the enthusiasm to check. It's the uh, first weekend of July, it's like Independence Day weekend. Um, and I think it might be the same weekend as Minions. Um, yeah. At least in the US. And actually, I'm going to have a look. But that spells trouble, I think. Minions is going to be huge. And it's weird to say this, but like Terminator Genisys could almost be counter programming. Yeah, yeah. It could be to, to, to an extent, yeah. Um, um, it, it's. I, I was very much the same as you of the first trailer. I was like, do you know what? It doesn't look great. It looks incredibly generic. Uh, I think I said to you, it, it looks incredibly soundstage-y. Um, but I, I was at the same point as you. Of, but all of that, but I'm still going to watch it because it's a Terminator film. Yeah. Now, I'm at the point where I'm going, I'm still going to watch it, but I'm really fucking worried. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, oh, it's the, well, I mean, it's the same day as Magic Mike XXL, apparently, over here. You see, and I, I'm a lot more excited about Magic Mike. I, I, I'm XXL. a lot more interested in Magic Mike, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's The thing is, the director doesn't inspire me. The cast doesn't really inspire me. I like Jason Clarke, but he was kind of nothing in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um... You know, Amelia Clark, they're just essentially playing off the Game of Thrones kind of thing. Um, Jai Courtney, whatever, he could be somebody else. He, I mean, I just it's interesting that they barely show Jai Courtney in the marketing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't help but think that's telling as well. Yeah, he's essentially become Sam Worthington 2.0. Mm. Yeah, yeah, even though, which is weird, considering Sam Worthington was in Terminator Salvation, but the character that Jai Courtney plays in this was played by Anton Yelchin in Terminator Salvation. <laughs> From Anton Yelchin to Jai Courtney, that's yeah. something. It is, actually. I, I, I never actually thought about it like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a busy old summer as well. You've got M- Magic Mike that week. Oh, OK, um, Minions is the week before in the UK. Um... And then you've got Ted 2 the week after. You've got Ant-Man and Pan the week after that. You've got Inside Out the week after that. You've got Mission Impossible the week after that. Like, it's going to be down. These films' success are going to be down to how good the marketing department is at getting it in people's faces. Because they've got one week this summer and they're done. Yeah, it is, it is going to be getting, yeah, it, essentially it's going to be how you can make that film be the film that they see that week. And essentially, it, it, it's it, it's putting a lot of um, faith in the fact that people will go week after week. 
That's the thing. I mean, like people like you and me will, but yeah. um, I mean, from from Friday fifth of June onwards, you've got Spy. You know, the new film from the guy who directed Bridesmaids in the Heat. That's you know the new Melissa McCarthy one. That's going to have a big. Uh, that, that, you know, that's going to have a big presence, and hey, it's got the stay in, so I'm going to go and see it. The week after that, you've got Jurassic World. The week after that, you've got, to be fair, actually, the week after that, not too much. You've got Entourage, uh, The Longest Ride, Mr. Holmes. Week after that, you've got Minions. Okay, so here we go. Minions. Next week, Magic, Magic Mike XXL and Terminator Genisys. The week after that, Ted 2. The week after that, Ant-Man and Pan. The week after that, Inside Out. The week after that, Mission Impossible. The week after that, Fantastic Four. The week after that, Pixels and Man from Uncle and Straight Outta Compton. Fucking hell. Uh, you know, that is... Pixels, Straight Outta Compton and Man from Uncle are all the same weekend. Same, same week. It's my birthday weekend as well, so I actually might just say to Dom, right, I'm just going to go and do a triple bill and then we'll have a barbecue and that's my birthday. Fair enough. Yeah. That sounds like a good, like good bit to that. Yeah, uh, you know, because, yeah, I mean, Pixels I'm actually kind of interested in just because of the plot. But that, it, And also, it's directed by Chris Columbus, which is... At least it's not directed by fucking Frank Caracci or Dennis Duggan or, you know, the guys who always do the Sandler films. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, Chris Columbus might bring something to it. But that's the thing. So, I mean, all these films have got, like, one week. And so far, the buzz on Terminator Genisys... And I'm, I am going to keep on calling it that. Is it's <laughs> just what the fuck's this? What the fuck's this? Whoa! They just bloody spoiled something huge. That's bad. It just there's there's nothing there. And then the week after you got Ted too. A lot of people really, really, really like Ted. Yeah, I mean that that was one of those strange ones where I was I was amazed that 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 nearly broke. Did it nearly break? I think mean, just break five hundred million. Okay, I think it just about did. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, which I, I wasn't a massive fan of of, of Ted. Uh, I thought it was all right. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time I watched it than the first time. Uh, but you know, that film made a lot of money, and it, the sequel will also make a shit ton. Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, it's I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, like you say. They're, they're banking on people going to these one week after the other, after the other, after the other. And that's just not happening. I mean, like, Furious 7, fastest film to ever cross a billion dollars worldwide, which is insane. I mean, well mm. done them. But yeah. the thing is, it's got no competition. You know, it is the only, it's, it's the only big film that's come out in the preceding weeks. It's the only week, uh, big film that's coming out, that's come out for like three weeks after. I, I think, Part of that is is the similar thing um, to what you've got with Avengers. I think people, companies have actually gone, we're not going up against that. Yeah. No fucking way. We're avoiding that shit. And, in, and instead, these films are just obsessed with opening in that June, July, or well, more like July, August corridor, really. I mean, it's like a two-month from like mid-June to mid-July where they all seem to have to release in... Uh, to mid-August, sorry. Where they all seem like they have to release in that corridor. You know, it's like if you stuck Terminator Genisys in March or October... You know, it, it's not going to have as much competition. The films that would usually come out in March and October are going to steer clear of it, and you, you'd, you'd have a much a much easier ride. That's, I mean, like what they've done with Furious Seven is really smart. It's just like, yeah. right, 
May, June, July, August are all really busy. Let's open the first week of April. Get that Easter cash. Nobody else is going to. Nobody else that is thinking of releasing in early April is going to touch us. So we're going to make a shitload of money. I mean, like uh, Batman vs Superman. We'll talk about the trailer in a bit, but I think that comes out in March. And yeah. That's really smart. You know, okay, yeah, it kind of feels like it should be a summer blockbuster film, but. You know, you release in March, you've got no one else around, you're probably going to have weeks of no competition, you're going to blow up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, because originally Batman vs Superman was scheduled for the same day as Captain America Civil War, and then Captain America Civil War announced Iron Man was going to be in it, and then suddenly we need to get the fuck away from that, and now they're going to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's mad. I just, it, 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 it's, I, I don't know, it's so, it's so... Weird, but I mean, like, the, you know, if, if if these if these films hit, they will hit huge in the summer. Yeah, they'll hit more, bigger in the summer than they would in March or October. But there's also a higher chance of them making less than they would if they were released in March or October if they don't connect. Yeah. And, and Terminator Genesis, it just, you know, it's already been shown that Schwarzenegger being in the film doesn't really add that much to, into its box office. No, because the, the, the people who will go and see who will go and see a Schwarzenegger film, there aren't enough of them left mm. to make it absolutely successful. And I would say seventy percent of those who will watch anything Schwarzenegger does will wait happily for it to come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it, it, it's just I like I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see Schwarzenegger back in a Terminator film again. Mm. You know, I mean, it's been over over a decade now, and Terminator Three was not his finest hour for that. So, you know, I, it, it, it's I, I, I will go and see it in the cinema. I'll probably double bill it with Magic Mike XXL, which will be a really weird double bill. But <laughs> and, and you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. But they're talking about it being the start of a trilogy. It's like they did that with Terminator Salvation as well. For fuck's sake, it, it, it's just let's just see how this one goes. Yeah, and then take it from there. And also. Alan Taylor, I know, I, I love Game of Thrones, I, you know, I was excited for him, make, um, I know he directed films before, but making the leap from Game of Thrones to a big budget film before The Dark World, and that's like the, the most anodyne fucking Marvel Studios film yet, and uh, it, it's Terminator Genisys, it just looks more of that, you know, in terms of the look. I, is that his director, the guy who directed, um, what's it, um, Dark World? Yeah, yeah, Alan Taylor. Yeah, he he directed *Fall of Dark World*. Now he's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> *Fall of Dark World* was hard work. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm going to be rewatching it. Actually, I think I'm going to watch it tonight because I'm watching all the Marvel Studios films up to Age of Ultron. And it's the one I'm not looking forward to. It's the one where I'm just like, right, well, fucking got to get through this. The rest of them, I genuinely, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm really up for this. Even *Iron Man* too, which gets better every time I watch it. But for the Dark World, it's like, fuck me, I've got to sit that, through that for two hours again. And a lot of that is down to the direction, you know, I mean, like, I like Hiddleston, I like Hemsworth, I like Portman, I like Dennings, um, it, 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 all of that, but it just, it's a bad-looking film, it's poorly paced. It, 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 it for the Dark World felt like filler. Yeah, yeah. It felt like, shit, we've not had a, uh, we've not had an Avengers uh, linked movie out for the past eight months. We we better put some in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, Terminator Genesis, whatever. But I'm yeah. I'm going to go and see it in more for me. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm exactly the same, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Batman versus Superman then, may as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it looks far more Zack Snyder than Man of Steel did. Um, it, 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 I don't know, it just looks very comic booky. Um, it, it, it looks like it's being very dark and brooding and, and self-serious, and that could go well or it could go really 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 wrong um we'll see I, I'm not I'm not hating the look of it so far but I it I don't it's weird that this is this was the first look we had of it to be honest yeah um the funny thing is I, I liked Man of Steel uh, I, I really I, like Man of Steel I, I, I you know I, I really like Man of Steel and I I, I I like Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder. He, he doesn't he, he doesn't please a lot of people, but I actually quite like him. I, I've liked pretty much all of his films, to be honest. Um, and I wasn't against. Uh, I, I thought the casting of um, of Ben Affleck as, as Batman, you know, it was a decent bit of casting. You know, I thought it made sense. And then when I saw that trailer and saw him as Batman, it was like it hit me, and I kind of went, "Oh, hang on a minute, he's Batman." Yeah. Oh, um I like Ben Affleck. Um, I think he's a good act. I think I, I think he's a perfectly decent actor. Uh, I think he's a better filmmaker than he's an actor, but that's by the by. Um, and it fits. But then it, it hit me. I thought, oh, I don't know that I'm ready for. I don't know that I'm ready for Batman in, in a movie again. Yeah, I, I feel it, like it, it's. I feel. I, I do feel a little bit like because I really, really like thought is it the, the uh, Nolan Batman movies. It, 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 I watched the thought. Oh no, it don't it don't feel right. It feels wrong in some way. For some reason, it just felt wrong. Jeremy Irons as as Alfred as well. I'm not. And that's that's terrible casting. That feels like such a fucking downgrade from Michael Caine. It doesn't help by the fact that we all are very well aware and we all know that Jeremy Irons is a terrible cunt. Yeah. Which doesn't help, and Alfred is supposed to be this nice, you know, caring, either caring kind of father figure who essentially is, you know, the, the the one thing that keeps that keeps Batman's kind of conscience and his level. And he's the one thing that Batman has left of, of humanity is Alfred. He's the, almost like the, the fucking, the angel on the shoulder and the, the care and the one he goes to when things go wrong. Yeah. And that's fine, it's the same character. But to know that it's played by somebody like Jeremy Irons, who we all know is a bit of a dickhead, you know, it, it's that. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, it doesn't feel right. And and then you're at the point of going, so hang on a minute, it, it, it literally is going to be Batman versus Superman. and But he's Superman. <laughs> and... and it, no, I just, I'm starting to go. Before I go, I'm really looking forward to this, yeah, yeah, And then the trailer happened, and it wasn't a bad trailer, but I did then start to go, oh, there's so many things that could go wrong here, though. The robo-Batman with, like, the lit-up eyes and the, the yeah. voice of that, I'm not feeling that at all. Yeah, um, it, it, it all did make me go, I, oh, I don't know now, now this, this feels, this feels like I'm going to watch it and go... Oh, it just—it doesn't. I mean, I, I know this is only a two-minute teaser, but it doesn't look like it takes place in the same world as Man of Steel. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't, it, does it? It's got, it looks like Watchmen. 
which is like really, yes. really high, highly stylized. Yeah, it, uh, that is abs- that opening shot of the where it's just the uh, oh, the city yeah. landscape. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that feels like that opening shot of Watchmen. Yeah, uh, but 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 you but now this is supposed to be essentially the sequel to Man of Steel, and apparently it is a su- it is a Superman film with Batman in it. You know, which which is which is interesting. Um, but it I, I, it just it does it looks like Man of Steel's almost going to be slightly cast aside, and they're just going to kind of start again. And uh, yeah. it, you know, because obviously this is the fir- the re- it feels like this is the first part of the DC cinematic universe, or whatever we're going to refer to it as. Whereas Man of Steel's almost like a side part of it, and that's that's the shame. And I th- it, it already feels like this is the wrong direction. It's only a two minute teaser. Who knows? Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. But, but but if we're going to talk about it based on that trailer, I'm a little bit. I've gone from being really excited to. To a little bit wary, and I don't even think it's a bad trailer, which is really strange. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, it, it just, I'm very, I'm very, very up in the air with it. Very. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, Star Wars. Um. Yeah. So I, 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 I really, really, really like the trailer, as it seems like most people did. Um, the that first shot. Where you see the, um, the sand crawler, or, uh, not the sand crawler—that's the wrong thing. Like the land speeder, and it's like it kind of like follows that, and then you kind of see the kind of reveal of the down star destroyer. That's a great shot. I hope there's a lot of kind of like opening up the epicness shots like that. Um, it, 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 it is almost like a kind of a sense of wonder to that shot, which I which I hope is repeated. Um, Chewie, we're home. It looks like Harrison Ford actually does slightly care. I don't know whether they just gave him some pop before f- filming that bit, but who knows? Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I don't know. This trailer's kind of been talked to death already over the last few days. But um, what did you think, Mark, as a non-Star Wars fan? Um. It, 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 it's, it's it's strange coming from a non-Star Wars fan because I've not got that outright emotional connection to it. Uh, and not only that, I don't actively dislike the, the Star Wars films at all. I don't. I'm not going to go around saying they're shit or anything like that. They just um, they they mean nothing to me. And, and that sounds really trite or anything like that. But it, it's a little bit. They, they just. They're not a part of my uh, of my childhood. They're not a part of my life. They're not something that I'm I'm really looking forward to. I am, but what I will say, I watched it and went, it lo- it looks like a Star Wars movie. It, it looks it looks like a Star Wars movie, and I just kind of, I, I, but I was very I'm very happy to sit back at it and go, do you know what? I'm glad that everybody seems to think that these that it looks like they're gonna get. Let's fucking be honest that they're gonna get the continuation of Star Wars movies that they deserve that they thought they were getting 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the thing that people have been waiting 20 years for, even exactly. when people's actually existing. Exactly. And, and I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to be a dickhead and sit here and go, well, I don't, I, you know, I don't give a shit, I, don't, I think, it, I think it, looks, it looks pretty silly. I, I, I don't. 
I'm not really pumped to, to watch them, but I will happily go with, because uh, I know Becky really wants to go and see it. Isabel probably want to go and see it. So I'll happily go with them, and I hope I really enjoy it. But I, I just don't, I'm not going to get that tingly feeling that other people get, because I'm not going to look at it and go, that's the blah, and that's the blah, and that's what that is. And I wonder these, because I, I don't know the universe as well as as many others. You've got, you got um, a lot of- You've got to love that Oscar Isaac's character is called Poe Damron. Poe Damron. Poe Damron. Poe Damron. Poe Damron. Sounds like too many other things. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I'm, I, I would love to have that kind of, the, the kind of enthusiasm that people are getting off it. And it's a nice energy. But I, I just don't, have it, but I also I really don't want to be one of those people who's going who, who then comes out and goes fucking calm down everyone I, I'm one of those people who goes you can all enjoy that and you can really look forward to it and I'm very happy for you all but it, 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 I, I just don't get it it, it was just nice that for an hour Twitter was positive it's like the yeah, first that, hour in three years that Twitter has been positive. That's it. And my, my thing is, what I really, really fucking hope is that it's brilliant. Mm. Not for me, because frankly, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, what I really don't want is the the day after it's released, whether or not it's released all across all. I, I would say, I'd hope that it's going to be released simultaneously everywhere. Uh, but I doubt it. But I would really fucking hope that the like the day after that, it's a universally positive. Everyone going, do you know what? That that was great. It was like a big fucking warm hug, yeah. and like you know, like seeing an old friend again. And I I really hope that is the thing, and that I can sit here and go, I enjoyed it. It was nice to watch. Everything like that. But most of all, I, I really, like you say, the positivity was nice and the fact that people, everyone seems really on board with it and there's, there's so much good faith towards it that it, it, it's, it's a really nice thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just not my thing. <laughs> no, I think that, that's absolutely fair enough, dude. I think that's an absolute okay position to take. Good. Because I, I, I was thinking, I don't want to comment on it at all, no, at no. all, on Twitter or anything like that, because I don't want to go, it looks all right, because then I get people going, oh, what the fuck, it looks a bit, oh, no, oh, please yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> uh, what else have we had then? I, I think I've done, actually. Because um, we had the Ant-Man one as well, didn't we? Oh, shit, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I, I, I think it looks fun enough. Um... The Thomas the Tank Engine bit at the end I thought was great. Um, How? Who is this aimed at? Is is, is it going to be more of a Marvel, slightly for families rather than fanboys? Yeah, to be be fair, I kind of almost think Guardians of the Galaxy did that, though. Um, Yeah. It was quite bright and colourful, even though it did have very four kind of adults jokes. It yeah. had that kind of kiddie sensibility to it as well. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I think this is the most obviously kiddie-aimed one, maybe ever, actually. Um, but um, it also kind of feels like it's a bit of a bit of a one-off. Like, it doesn't feel like they've got too many plans with Ant-Man post this film. Um, but... Do you reckon it's a bit of an excitement movie? 
they got a little bit caught up in all of the excitement of, of how well everything was doing, and they literally just went, we can do anything. Well, they've been on this for years. I mean, like, Ed, yeah. Ed Wright and Joe Cornish, like, they first wrote it, like, back in the late noughties. Like, they were talking about this around when Iron Man 1 came out. So, okay. yeah, 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 this has been in development a while. I mean, the thing is, I think if Edgar Wright had left the project six months beforehand, I don't think we would have even got this film. But the cast was signed, you know, um, and, and, I mean, Adam McKay came in and did a very quick rewrite on the film. And, and so, it, I don't know, it's going to be weird. It kind of feels like the, the Marvel Studios film where they'll be all right with it if it just makes... For 300, 400 million worldwide. Like, yeah. they'll be okay with that, and then they can just maybe move on and kind of brush it under the carpet. Yeah, it, one of those where if it if it happens to be great and it, it, it catches a little bit of a crest of a wave and it ends up making, you know, more than they're expecting, we might get an Ant-Man 2 or we might see a continuation. But if it... They'll, they'll be happy if it just kind of breaks even. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What do you think of it? I, if it's, if, if tonally and everything like that, it's going to be aimed at a more younger audience, I'm actually quite for it. I think it will, man. It, it, if it's, if it's going to be like that, but it tries to have the same kind of, um, oeuvre or, or, or films like, even sort of things like, Thor or the Iron Man movies, then I'll be a little bit like, hang on a minute, but it's about a guy who can shrink and still has really high, okay, you've, you, no, just no. It it looks like Tom's going to be fairly in cheek though, I mean, you had that bit. That's it, yeah. With with like, um, Paul Rudd saying, oh, my days of, uh, breaking into places and stealing stuff are, are, are over, and then like, Michael Douglas is just like, I want you to break into places and steal stuff. <laughs> it, just, it, it was like, I, I don't know, there's a kind of a goofy, charming kind of sensibility to that, which I quite enjoy. And I think Peyton Reed is a director who could kind of bring that out. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see what, how he do, deals with action, um, even though I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that was kind of already storyboarded. Second anyway. unit, yeah. So, and, and also just like, I think that that kind of stuff might have already been kind of figured out anyway. He just had to point and shoot. Yeah, you, 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 you get the feeling there's a lot of second unit work yeah, yeah, um, done there. Uh, I, I, one thing I don't like, the fact that they actively reference the fact that it's a bit of a silly name in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a little bit like, oh, fucking come on. Have you got that little confidence in your own film's name? <laughs> well, I mean, I think maybe they're, they're doing it just so, like, they're just acknowledging it so that other people don't constantly go on about it. Yeah, it just, it, it, I, felt, and I, it, I felt a little bit, you didn't need to do that. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I watched trailer-wise. I don't think there wasn't. That was in there quite a few, actually, for us, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Um, no, no, nothing else. Cool. Cool, right. Uh, so, Ian, do you want to throw some kind of uh, what you've you've been, you've been watching? Because uh, we've been a couple of weeks, haven't we? So rather than just doing a one-on-one view, let's let's just throw a load of, of, of what I've been watching at people. Yeah, sure. Um, I suppose I'll just cover off the films I, I watched since I watched Police Academy 2. Um, I suppose that makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, okay, so I, I watched the original Toy Story. I'm, I'm going to start going back through the um, Pixar films. Sorry, I'm just going to eat this last bit of chicken, then I'm done, I promise. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what kind of chicken is it? What do you mean, what kind? Is it, is it like, what, what, you said it was, it was pasta, what kind of pasta sauce have you gone for? Oh, I just made one. Ah, nice. You know, I stuck some chicken in and some pate and some mushroom and peppers and onions and, uh, you know, some stock and job's, job done. With some tomato, good. Sweet. Yeah, anyway, I'm done now, so... Cool. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, Toy Story. Um, I'm going back through the Pixar films in the uh, run-up to Inside Out, even though I think I'm going to skip A Bug's Life because I only watched that for the first time last year and I don't feel like I really need to watch that film again anytime soon. But I got the... Um, the Disney Pixar collection Blu-ray set uh, with like all their films up to Monsters University and the two volumes of short films got for 50 quid from Zavi just before Christmas that is a bargain 50 I'll that. quid oh, it was just insane it comes in this really nice little toy box thing which Lottie took about 20 seconds to damage the top of which uh, I wasn't thrilled with I must say but you know it is what it is it, it, it's hers as well that's the stupid thing like if she was she had the wherewithal to realise when she was zero years old that um, it was hers, then, uh, you know, maybe she'd uh, have something she'd enjoy in later years. But never mind. What a dick. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Toy Story. Um, I mean, it looks like shit, if we're being honest, like now. Um, Does it? Because I, I, I would say I haven't watched Toy Story since Christ. Uh, when did it come out? Ninety five. Yeah, yeah. So probably ninety seven, maybe. It looks like shit. Um, Does it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks really bad. Um, but but I mean, yeah, I know some people might think that's unfair and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, it is kind of unfair. But at the same time, I mean, it, it, they were very sensible in the fact that they chose like toys. Yeah, there's yeah. not much detail on them or anything like that. But. Any time there's a dog on screen or any of the humans, they they just look so wrong, so wrong. <laughs> um, and just like all the like the walls and stuff, there's like no detail to them. It it, it just you you look at Toy Story and then Toy Story Three, and it, it's I, I it, it's like the the leap between, like, the first episode of The Simpsons, or the, the Simpsons sections on the Tracy Ullman show, and then The Simpsons movie. You know, I mean, it just, it, it, it's with the times, and it's absolutely <laughs> fair enough, but, uh, I mean, it, it looks, it just looks really fucking bad. Uh, the film itself, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was in that time where Disney had to have musical numbers through their films. Yeah, uh, and I think it's pretty much the only Pixar film that ever really did that. Like Toy Story Two is that um, "When She Loved Me" song uh, that Jesse sings, but or Je- the, like there's a montage of Jesse, even though that like actually is quite moving and upsetting, frankly. Uh, whereas here, you've just got Randy Newman doing his usual Randy Newman thing, um, and it's uh, it's just minutes wasted. Yeah, it's filler. Oh, it, there's this, oh, the, the fucking bit where Buzz Lightyear realises he can't fly, and it's literally, Randy Newman is almost narrating the action, that's his song, he's like, <laughs> and now, I'm gonna go on top of the stairs, 
And I'm gonna <laughs> run down and jump. Oh, my fellow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically what it is for like two or three minutes. And the film's short anyway. I mean, it's, it's how long? How long is Toy Story? Because in my mind, I, I, I was just thinking then, maybe I should go back and rewatch Toy Story. And then in my mind, I was like, but it's so long. No, it's, it's such a long it's film. Maybe, but it, it, it's not, is it? I'd say it's like before credits. You're looking at maybe an hour and. An hour and a quarter tops. Shit, actually, no, that sharp. Do you know what? I think the film itself, I think, is actually like 78 minutes long. Um, I'm going to have to look this up now. But I swear it's 70 something minutes long. That's, that's uh, I remember actually, funny enough, while you're looking that up, I remember um, Toy Story came out on a Friday and we had a teacher training day from school. And and I, was it 81 minutes? I remember walking to the cinema um, to see Toy Story um, uh, on this teacher train day we had and getting stopped by the police who didn't believe I was, who thought I was just not at school and had skipped school. Uh, and I had to tell them that I that was it. And I got getting stopped at the side of the street while they checked to see if I was actually lying or not or whether or not I was actually on the teacher training day. Nice. I, I, oh, man. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, so... But, I mean, it's still, you know, it is it is genuinely funny. I mean, I, I, I've never noticed before there's one point where Woody calls him Buzz Light Beer, which I thought was pretty good. I, it's just it's a little... It's a little moment, and I like it. Um, I, but, I, I don't know. It just... It's, it's fun. You know, it's very, very simple. There are... A lot better Pixar films. There are a lot, lot better Pixar films, but it's still a damn sight better than their worst. I mean, like you, Toy Story versus Cars two. Any day of any any day of the week, any minute of the day, I'm going to go for Toy Story. You know, so I'm looking forward to going through the rest of them. Though I must say, it's been a while since I watched a lot of these Pixar films, so we'll see. Um, I'll just be like one more, and I'll shoot it to you for a bit. Uh, School of Rock. Um, which I hadn't watched in a, in, a, in a good long while, actually. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still pretty much Jack Black's probably best overall role, I think. As a lead role, certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose, yeah, you can look at, like, High Fidelity and, like, the stuff that does in that, in that, I suppose. But with this, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, with, like, a link later, let's just lets him go, but he also does interesting things with the camera. Like, there's... Um, when uh, Dewey's talking about his song, and the, you know, the kids are like, well, what's your song? Let's hear it. He's like, what? And he's kind of making it up. And it, it, it almost feels like it's a static shot, but it's not. It's actually pulling back all the way, uh, like, kind of all the way through it. And you don't really realise it until the end. You're like, well, that was pretty cool. You know, you'd imagine someone like Kevin Smith would have just, like, sat the camera down and been like, right, do your thing. Yeah. Whereas Linklater, he's, he's actually still in the moment and and getting involved and, you know, not saying, look at me, I'm a filmmaker, but just, like, being actively engaged with the material, not just, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, not just letting Jack Black uh, get on with it. Um, you know, and, I mean, it's, <coughs> oh, sorry, getting over a cold. Um, it, I don't know, it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Joe Cusack is... Really solid support. Yeah, you get that she's kind of this bundle of stress, but that there's somebody likable underneath it. There's, I mean, there's an interesting. But one of her first scenes is her with this little girl, 
and she's just like she's trying to be nice to this little girl, <laughs> but the, the, yeah. the, like, she just can't quite connect. And the little girl's just terrified of her. And she offers her a hug, and the little oh, girl yeah, just runs yeah. away and screams. I mean, it, it's just it, there's little things like that that that, that just that, that make the film and. Uh, I, that that little bit of business that feels like something they just came up with on set, not that something that was necessarily scripted. Um, so yeah, it's it's good, and the the ending is nicely euphoric, and it ends slightly unbelievably with the fact that he looks like Dewey gets away with it. You know, the fact that he did all this, but <laughs> uh, you know, um, it's it's it, it holds up really well. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a classic, but... Well, I, the only thing, because um, somebody put that to Linklater once um, in a Q&A and asked him about it and said, you know, he kind of gets away with it. And he says, well, no, uh, the idea that we saw it as was that he uh, did community service and part of the community service he did was teaching kids um, music and then that's how he ended up running the music school. Well, in the film itself, it just feels like he sets up a music school. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There's uh, no hint of that whatsoever. They could tell themselves that, but if it's but, not in the fucking film. But the, 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 the next, the, the, the follow-up to that was somebody sort of said essentially that, the same thing that we've just said there. And the response to that was, you do know it's not real, right? Which we just completely just shot it. it it's, no, now, but no, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with your point. Here. Well, why did you bother responding then? Yeah. You know, like, That's like, it. Yeah, I, yeah, of course I know it's not real, but I've just critiqued your answer, and now you're basically telling me, oh, fuck off. Yeah. I, I genuinely, I'd have been pissed off if he'd given me that answer. Yeah, but he, that's just, I think he, that's just the kind of character Link Letter can be, isn't it? No, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, he, he probably just thought it was quite a funny retort, which in a way it is, but I, I, I don't know. It, it just, like, it. it you're telling this story. If you mean to, if you mean to put something in a film and you know what the answer is and you're not putting it in there, why are you not putting it in there? It, it, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. It, that, I, I, I think that was something that was added towards the end with one eye on a sequel. It's, yeah, well, that's true. It's very separate from the rest of the film because it's basically playing yeah. out over the credits, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I think that was. Uh, it was very much, like you say, I think that was, right, let's do this, it, one eye on a sequel, he's got a school, a music school, and they can now enter all these competitions. That would have been interesting, I mean, it was, the thing is, it was, it was a bit of a hit, wasn't it? Like, it yeah, it, 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 did really, it did really well, School of Rock, uh, in comparison to what they expected it to do, yeah, uh, did, certainly. $80 million in the US. Did ten million pounds? That's really not too shabby, especially eleven years ago. Um, Hundred thirty-one million worldwide, off of a thirty-five million million budget. That's yeah. What like over that's, three and a half times? That's good, man. That's real, and, and the soundtrack I think made a fortune as well. Oh god, yeah. I mean, the actual School of Rock song. I remember that was like played on MTV and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think it just it ended up not just you know. Linklater was was never likely to want to go for the sequel in that um, Black kind of burnt out a little bit, didn't he? Let's be honest. Um, for, you know, he, he had that thing where he was very he was very big around that time, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it, it, it just 
he ended up doing the Tenacious D movie, which didn't quite work out as well as they expected. And he just, I think he, he kind of, he, he, he sort of, he ran out of steam a little bit and decided, right, do I start doing sequels and movies that I wouldn't have done four or five years ago, or do I just sort of take a step back? Yeah, yeah. And I think he seemed happy just to take a step back. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, School of Rock is on that. Uh, actually, no, I am. Um... I bought it on iTunes for like three ninety nine when it was a film of the week a while back. So uh, yeah, that's, that's bad. yeah, no, I was just like, I mean, like I'll, I'll kind of get into my digital dilemma later on when I talk about something else. But um, you know, I, I'm thinking now if I just see films on iTunes like like four four quid fiver, don't have them, they're in HD. I think yeah, I'd probably watch that a couple times. Then I'll buy them on iTunes, otherwise iTunes can kind of get fucked at the moment, but we'll get into that. So, Mark, uh, let's have a couple of yours, but... Oh, you know, I'll start mine uh, with a film that you really, really liked. Oh. Um, the Secret Life of Wolf Bought a Mitty. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was a little bit kind of nonplussed about it, and then, you know, you... you you were very positive about it. So it was a really nice movie and everything like I that. Think, so, I, I, I actually don't think I know what you, uh, what, you know, uh, what you think about this. But what I would say is, it, the the opening half hour or so, it, I was a little bit like, how many fucking dream sequences is he going to have? But then as soon as he actually starts on his main mission, I was in. The bit, the, the, um, the fucking uh, ground control to Major Tom, why am I not thinking the name of the song? Uh, Space Oddity. Space Oddity, fuck me. That section on, I was in really hard with this film, but sorry. No, no, no. Um, right, uh, my thoughts on it uh, essentially were, it, w- it was very quickly losing any kind of good feeling I had towards it, um, or any sort of positivity I had towards it in like the first 40 minutes, because it felt like okay. it was bitty and all over the place, and I was very much like... Uh, Seriously, how many fucking dream sequences do we need yeah, to no, have? Really, though, it, it, it is, it is, isn't yes. it? It's just like after this, after like the third one, it's like we get the point. Get on with we it. We get the point. He, he, he has daydreams. Um, do fucking something else. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Um, but and this is genuinely what I was going to say. It's not a reaction to what you were saying. But from the moment where he goes on an actual, not a daydream. Yeah it brightens up yeah. and it starts to it starts to be a, a real nice adventure and it, 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 it really feels like it feels very similar in kind of that way of when you're watching it you get caught up in it um, in the same way that something like Forrest Gump does yeah, in yeah, that, that you, you, you just kind of get caught up in it and I, I've always found Ben Stiller a, a, an actor who is really hard to get behind. It, 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 I don't know why, but I, I just, I find him quite off-putting. Um, but, and for the first 40 minutes of this, I was very put off by him. He kind of seems was, like he should be a nerd, Ben Stiller, yeah. but he's not. He's, he's a it, jock. It, but he's, it's like he's kind of straddling both worlds. But well, it, 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 I always get the feeling with Ben Stiller, like, like yeah, he, he, he should be a bit of a nerd, but, He's so he, he's got to where he's got not through necessarily having a lot of talent, even though he is very talented. Let's not get I'm not being like that, but a lot of it is belief in himself. 
he's incredibly confident in himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do think it's that. It's just, I don't think Ben Stiller's funny at all. I've never found him funny. But then, towards the, as it gets into the, the, the bits where he's going eventually, he starts getting behind it. I was starting to get behind him. You knew exactly what was going to happen with the film up until that, that last bit. And I'm not going to give away the last bit, but the, the whole perfect shot thing. Uh, yeah. Sean Penn. Once that is revealed what that is, I was a little bit like, I, I, I almost kind of like felt a little bit kind of choked up of, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. That works. I was wondering, this has got to be really fucking great for for it to have made sense for the rest of the movie. If this isn't, and then it should have thought, I, I thought, um, and skip forward uh, like 20 seconds because I'm going to reveal what it is I thought the picture's going to be of him yeah uh, but I didn't think it'd be that nice a looking picture <laughs> and it just that felt brilliantly and I ended up, it finished I thought that was such a nice film to watch and I could absolutely forgive the first 40 minutes and the next time I watch it because I will watch it again I'll probably be able to get more out of the next four, out of that forty minutes because I'll know what's coming up, uh, and I it was a really nice film to watch and a film where I, I would find it I, I would question anybody who says that they didn't. So say someone it said I didn't get on with it, but if someone said I didn't like it, it was shit. I'd be a little bit like, really, it was shit. Why? It's too nice to be shit. Yeah, it's, it looks really nice. The set, you know, it looks so nice. Yeah, that that shot where you've got Sean Penn and he's waiting for the um, the tiger to come out, yeah. and he's just sat there. That it looks gorgeous, um, and there's some great bits, and you do really start to really get behind the character and any shift where essentially he grows some balls and fucking decides that he's going to chew out Adam Scott works really well um, and I, I've watched a, a few Adam Scott movies uh, this week actually as well uh, without actually noticing it um, but yeah I I really really enjoyed it to be honest um, and was, was very pleasantly surprised the first 40 minutes I was at the point where I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of it, but I'm actually uh, half tempted now to just fucking turn it off. I watched it last uh, Sunday, uh, um, and I watched it. Um, that was not, not last. It was last Saturday. I watched it, and, and me and Becky had an entire day. We had nothing to do, um, and Isabel was staying at a friend's. So we were like, right, we're having lunch, and we said, right, we should watch some. Are we eat lunch? Yeah. Fuck it, let's give this a go because it looks like it'll, it kind of it's the sort of thing you could watch that will breeze over you, and it is a perfect Saturday afternoon movie. Yeah, cool. Uh, my next one um, is fuck it. I, I'll fire through a couple that I watched and just give you like a little brief. What is it? I rewatched the 1999 comedy drama Pushing Tin, the John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton air traffic controlman movie. I've never seen that. Uh, Angelina Jolie in it as well, is it? Angelina yeah. Jolie is in it. it it's, it's a strange one. It, it, if you... If you like, up to the point of where... Where, you know, where he went off the boil 
about three, four years ago. Uh, Cusack, yeah. If you like John Cusack movies, it's a very entertaining John Cusack movie. Uh, it's a little bit too long because it's just shy of two hours and it doesn't feel like it's got two hours in it. And uh, it's 99, so there's a lot of like CG done um, sort of graphics in it to, de- to depict the air traffic control things that now look like shit. Uh, but the idea of the story is you've got John Cusack, who plays Nick Falzone, who calls himself The Zone, uh, because he's like the hotshot fucking king of the roost uh, of these air traffic controllers. And then Bill Thornton comes in as like this super cool fucking guy, and he brings his own uh, like fold-up wooden chair to sit in, and the headpiece he's got, he's got a, a feather that sticks out of it. And it, it just, it, you know, everyone says that he's really fucking good. And there's this big story that's gone round that um, he's a bit crazy because he once laid underneath the 747 when it was taking off uh, because, you know, he wanted to feel what air drag felt like and all this shit. And, and, and he's got all this and then turns out he's got this hot 21-year-old wife played by Andrina Jolie and there's all this stuff going on. And it's... It's a great midweek night movie to watch, um, but it's an absolute solid 7 out of 10. It, at no point does it ever become an 8 out of 10, and at a few points it it verges on becoming a 6 out of 10, but there's enough there for it to be entertaining. It could just do with being 10, 15 minutes short. Yeah, okay. That, I, that, that sounds all right. I, yeah, I'm going to give that a go at some point. Yeah, that's, that's uh, one where, like, if it's on that, and I'm scrolling yes. through and i just be like, oh shit, yeah, I'll stick that on. That's, uh, like, totally, I need, I need it to be on Netflix. Otherwise, I'll probably never get around to it. But if it is, That's I'll it. watch it. That's it. And, and the, the next film that I'm just going to quickly talk about, it is, it is one of those films. It is, uh, I watched uh, the, another bit of one, actually, um, which was actually the precursor for watching, uh, with the big thing that put Pushing Tim back in my mind, uh, was I watched A Simple Plan, the Sam Raimi oh, um, oh, film. Nice. Okay. With Bill Paxton and Blue, I thought. Now, I I went through a thing uh, in the in like the mid to late nineties where I really liked movies that had snow in them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and I still do. I still really like snow movies. I I have my own little ski exploitation obsession where a film's got skiing in it. I'll fucking watch it. Uh, but I remember going through a phase of buying a lot of VHSs just just because these films had snow in them, and a simple plan was one of those. Um, and I didn't actually even run at a time sort of make the Sam Raimi connection uh, when I bought it. Um, but yeah, Civil Plan, you've got uh, Bill Paxton playing a the most kind of every man you can get, um, the most average Joe. Uh, he's got a, a out-of-work brother who seems a little bit, it's never quite confirmed, but he's a little bit not quite there, uh, played by Billy Bob Thornton. Um, he, he goes out to visit his mother's grave, I think it is, uh, every year on New Year's Eve, I think it is, with his brother. Um, and this one year, his brother brings along his idiot friend and then they decide to go for The dog runs off and they end up going into the woods to try and find said dog. Uh, and... Um, from there... Oh, second, my computer's gone weird. Uh, yeah. Did you send me a message? Yeah. Cool. 
Bear in mind, I can't actually, I can't view it though. <laughs> I've got about 20 minutes left, that's all I was saying. Alright, cool. That's no problem. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's, um, yeah, it, it runs off to get the dog and can't fucking get it. Uh, but they end up, no, they find the dog, but they also find 4.4 million in cash. Uh, start stashing a plane. And then it's the, the whole kind of, and they end up all eating themselves, trying to fucking work out what to do with this cash. Again, it's really entertaining, but it's way too long. I this should that be. Being really long. Yeah, it's just 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 over two hours long. It should be. It should be ninety minutes. Yeah. Without question, that should be a ninety-minute movie. Um, I'll go back to you because uh, you've got a couple more to do, haven't you? And then I'll come back and do my the, the big two that I've got to do. Okay, I'll, I'll spunk through these. Uh, so, is that a printer? No, it's my computer. I think he's trying to play a disc that I've got in. Yeah, it sounds weird. Anyway, right. Um, there we go. It was weird, that. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it, funny enough, it was trying to play a pushing tin. Uh, okay, so a few Marvel films in the, in the Marvel Studios marathon thing I kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I really like Captain America. Um, I really, really like the origin stuff between him and Stanley Tucci. Uh, I like how Tommy Lee Jones kind of warms up to him through the film. I, I like that he is just a character who is honourable and nice and does the right thing. That's kind of all there is to it, but that's kind of all you need, and I, I, you know, I, I enjoy that. Uh, the Avengers, I, I, I fucking love the Avengers. It's how that film does that, what does what it does so well is beyond me. I'm a little bit apprehensive about Age of Ultron just because the early buzz has been like it's really, really good, but not like people shouting off the rooftops. So, you know, but maybe that will that will actually hold me a good stead for Age of Ultron. We'll find out next week. Uh, and Iron Man 3, which I love because it's a Shane Black film that happens to be a Marvel Studios film, does have to do the Marvel Studios thing. And the, 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 the kind of the final battle is not great, but uh, there's enough Shane Blackisms in there through the course of the film to... Uh, make it more than worth its while. Um, uh, I watched Drive, um, which is, I think, my favourite film of this decade so far now. Social Network was previously, but um, I think Drive just might have toppled it. Every single moment in that film is perfection. So uh, that's about it, really. It just, it, it gets absolutely everything right at all times. Um, yeah, you know, and, and, and it, it's it, yeah, that it's crazy how good that film is. Um, and uh, Alien, uh, basically, um, Donna went out on Friday night, so I was sober on a Friday, and I managed to get Lottie to go to sleep, and uh, I was just like, right, okay, I actually kind of w- want to watch Aliens, uh, but my OCD was like, you have to watch Alien. <laughs> and uh, when I when I've been like kind of like selling off my like Blu-rays and stuff, a uh, thing I immediately now well not immediately but now regret. Uh, you know I haven't sold off too many, but um, I put uh, my Prometheus to Alien collection on eBay and somebody had bought it and then not paid for it. So um, I had it all like wrapped up and ready to go, and then I, and then I was just like, well, fuck, I really want to watch Alien. Oh, sod it! If I have to like wrap it again, never mind. So I stuck Alien on. And I got, like, five minutes into it, and, like, just the Blu-ray of Alien in DTS 5.1 HD uncompressed audio, and I was just like, 
why am I even having this internal debate about whether to go digital or not? The answer's so abundantly clear that I, I should just stick with Blu-rays. So insanely abundantly clear. Just stick with Blu-rays and shut up, Ian, basically. Um, so, yeah, Alien. It just looks so good. The sound design is insane. I listened, I, I watched actually most of it through earphones because I was afraid of waking Lottie up. And that film in, in earphones is so fucking unsettling, it's untrue. Um, just the- well, do you know what's really strange about that? The first time I ever watched Aliens, uh, Alien was um, with headphones on. Oh, yeah. But that was on that was on VHS. It was, re- it was when you mentioned that, and I thought I won't say this. I'll wait till it's, it talks about it on the podcast. Um, and the reason was um, we had Alien and Aliens on uh, on VHS, but I wasn't allowed to watch um, Alien for some reason. Well, I was like ten, so probably that, probably younger actually. Uh, so I wasn't allowed to watch it. So. Um, I, I, when I watched it once, I watched it downstairs, um, really late on on a Saturday night, uh, and I sneakily watched it, but I, I was that paranoid that my parents would hear me watching it, that I watched it through headphones, sat under my duvet, watching it, with headphones in, um, and with the remote in my hands throughout the entire thing, so that if my parents came in, I could, what I could do really quickly would be, if I heard them, was turn it off and lay down, so it looked like I was asleep. Nice. Nice. I, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the sound design. I mean, it's alien, for fuck's sake, so I'm, I'm done. Yeah. yeah you know, job done. Cool. Um, right, I'll, I'll fire through the other ones that uh, that I watched. Uh, what's the film called Behaving Badly uh, last night? Uh, Becky was out, Isabel was in bed, I think. No, Isabel was in a bedroom watching Divergent, because I didn't want to watch Divergent. Um, and I was looking for something that was... It had to, I had two criteria. One, it had to be accommodated. Two, it had to be... 95 minutes. Um, because I was meeting Becky, I was walking to meet Becky from where she was out and I had about I knew I had just shy of two hours so I thought right I'll go for this um, fuck it you know if it's shit after 20 minutes I'll turn it off and watch Match of the Day was my thing um, it's <laughs> it's a really fucking bizarre film uh, it stars uh, Nat Wolf who is the, the kid who goes blind in uh, The Fault in Our Stars and I think he's in the new um film adaptation of the guy who wrote uh, Fought in Our Stars uh, paper something <laughs> Moon um, really? which don't found, feel like paper planes maybe I don't know some paper something um, and he plays like a, like a teenage kid who's a little bit of a um, he's not he's the a bit of a smart ass he's, he's very much you could see almost like based the idea would be a modern uh, Ferris Bueller, I think, would be the idea. Which, of course, means that he starts swearing within the first fucking 30 seconds. Uh, his mum's an alcoholic, played by uh, Mary Louise Parker. His dad is a serial adulterer um, and constantly um, moves out um, of the, the family home. And he's played by uh, Carrie Elwes. Um, and he doesn't refer to him as his dad, he refers to him as uh, his sperm, his mum's sperm donor. 
his brother is um, a quite clearly gay, but hasn't told anybody yet. And his sister is a genius who happens to work at a strip club. He runs errands for the strip guy who, uh, who runs the strip club uh, that his sister works at, who's played by Dylan McDermott, who's played a great sleazy character. He's having uh, an affair with his best friend's mum, who's played by Elizabeth Shue. And... He makes a bet with a Lithuanian mobster's son that he can bed the school, kind of like Queen Bee, played by uh, Selena Gomez, um, in two weeks. And then everything just goes fucked up over, like, these two weeks. Um, And people like Gary Busey turns up, and Jason Lee turns up, Heather Graham turns up, uh, Mary Louise Parker turns up as uh, his guardian angel, um, who just constantly cut turns up and like steals drugs off him and is dressed incredibly slutty and he keeps saying mention the fact that she really does look like his mum. <laughs> um, it's it's one of those films where in no way in no way will I say to anybody this is a good film. It's not. It's not a good film. But. It's 90 minutes long, and I will freely admit to enjoying it a fair amount, to be honest. Uh, it was actually quite a lot of fun. It's funny when it's funny. It's mad as fuck. Um, and it, it, it's actually... I actually really quite enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it to anybody. Go out and watch it because I don't want through the person. I don't want. I don't want to see people going. What the fuck did you recommend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm very well aware of the fact that I, that I like some terrible movies, which we'll come up with in a second. <laughs> but I actually really quite enjoyed this. Um, another movie I watched uh, was I rewatched The Departed, um, and. I don't understand why the party gets such a hard time. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, and it constantly gets kind of labelled with, oh, you know, it's good, but it's a shame that that was the movie that um, that Scorsese finally won a Best Director for. It's like, right, all right, yes, it's not as good as Taxi Driver or Raging Bull or Goodfellas or King of Comedy. It's not as good as those movies. There are most movies are as good as those movies. The Departed is still a fucking great movie, and it manages to be two and a half hours long and feel like it's about a hundred minutes. It fucking motors through does that movie. Um, and I'm not going to talk about it too much because you know I know we are getting pressed time. We still need to wrap up. Please, before, but it's a fucking great movie, and people should rewatch that movie to get it out of their heads that. Because I think it's one of those that people have started to think was a bad movie for no reason. Yeah, no, 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 I don't think The Divine is a, it's not a bad film at all. It's really, really great. I don't know, it just, I, I, it, it's unfair, but in the pantheon of Scorsese films, it is, and the fact that it, it was the one who won Scorsese's Best Director Oscar, I think that sets people against it. But it's a perfectly good film, and I think it's, I mean, it's a great film, and I, th- I think it's better than Infernal Affairs, in, fact, in, in all honesty. Yeah, I, I, it is. It is. I, I would absolutely agree with that. And the other film I finally watched was Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Um, 
which, if you want to read my, my thing of it, I wrote a thing for it for the uh, Film Lab website. Um, and yeah, a defense of it. Hot Time Machine 2 is one of those movies where it is absolutely playing to the people who not liked Hot Tub Time Machine, who adored Top Hot Tub Time Machine. It is a lot of the same jokes repeated over and over again. It is the three characters who are the, the, well, the jokes come a lot thicker and a lot faster, and it is a lot more just pure fucking joke, 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 joke. And I think part of that is because you've got Rob Cordry, Craig Robinson, and Clark Duke sort of as the central characters leading it through. Now, they're all three predominantly comedic actors. They are comedians, essentially. Whereas before, you had John Cusack thrown into that, who, and it was more about him. And he's, you know, he can do comedy very well, but you wouldn't say he's a comedian actor, would you? Really? Sure. Uh, whereas Cordry, Craig Robinson, and Clark Duke are. And then you throw in Adam Scott in there, who is playing just a really nice character. Um, it's, it's, it's quite a lot darker in its humour, but still manages to be quite nice. And there's some, this fucking Craig Robinson, some of his line delivery is just incredible. There's a moment where, let's just say, he catches something. And Rob Cordy responds, how did you do that? And all he does in complete deadpan face is he just goes, I'm really fucking strong. And it fucking killed me. Like, absolutely just, just fucking dying of laughter. I had to pause the movie. Fucking killed me. Uh, I had to to take a break. I had to take a two, three minute break just to get over how amusing I found that bit. And once it finished, I I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. I know most people fucking hate this movie. And I'm not going to try and tell people, I'm not going to try and defend it to people. All I'm going to do is when people say, yeah, but it was shit, is just go, I don't care. I fucking enjoyed it. And I I won't watch it anywhere near as much as the first one, but. I know that I'm going to watch it again. I know I'm going to watch it again in the next couple of months because I had a fucking good time with some Time Machine too, And all the fucking snipey fucking dickheadness about it was just felt a little bit... I, for instance, and I'm going to go out, fuck it, I'm going to name it. I read Robbie Conlon's review of it and he put out a tweet which, which intimated that he kind of liked oh, it. Yeah. And... And then put out a tweet a few seconds later saying, only kidding, it's terrible. And I, just, and I read the review and thought, you haven't actually even reviewed the movie. And I, I, all I could think of was, that's just, that, that is the snipey fucking dickheady reviewing that, that really pisses me off. That you're fucking paid to review this movie. You went into it already not wanting to even fucking give it a chance because you cleared it like the first movie. So, what the fuck? And then to... It's like people get this kind of nice, warm feeling about not not liking a movie. And it just makes me think, just please, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen so that time machine too. I've got a feeling I'm going to be uh, with the majority on this, but good for you. Yeah, I, that, that, it is one of those ones where I honestly, and this is a, isn't an aggressive thing. I honestly just couldn't give a fuck if other people like it or not yeah, yeah. because I really like it. <laughs> that that that's my standing point on it. Yeah, 
Cool, right. Uh, we're going to play a trailer from Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, which might have the fastest review you can ever have for a oh film. <laughs> the most talented graduates are back in Police Academy 4. I want to welcome all of you to... Citizens on Patrol. Citizens on Patrol. The Police Academy has offered to train you citizens... You just don't think I'm fast enough anymore, do you? ...to better protect yourselves. Do we get to pack heat? Attention all cars, attention all cars. Mahoney. Yeah, let's say that. Jones. Ah! Hi, Sweet Chuck. Dead. And Tackleberry. Good idea. From now on, by land. You have the right to remain silent. Who's gonna save me? By sea. Or by air. There's no escaping justice. Gentlemen, may I see your license and registration, please? I can blast them out of the sky, sir. Not yet. I should give them a warning shot first. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Now be careful. Because a 44 Magnum has quite a kick. See it in your neighborhood while you still have one. Okay, that was a trailer for police. It's going to be four citizens on patrol. Um, the gang are back, uh, and this time, uh, Commandant Lassard has come up with a great policy. Uh, he wants to bring in citizens, give them a little bit of police training, and he wants them to act as, like, on-the-ground patrol people who will spot crime in their neighbourhood, and then will raid you in, and the, the fuzz will come and sort it all out. Ian! Please can be far. Citizens on patrol. So it's basically the same as the first film, but yes, they don't. But slightly different. But yeah, um, ever so slightly different. I mean, you know you're in trouble when it's a film that's 83 minutes long, and it, what feels like the first five minutes is just the Citizens on Patrol song, fucking <laughs> Gutenberg and Winslow just driving about. Um, yeah, that's brutal. Um. Yeah, I mean, I didn't laugh once, you know. I, I didn't hate watching the film, but it's so fucking lazy, it's untrue. Uh, it really I is. Mean, I did, uh, Sharon Stone's in it for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, she's a reporter. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, but she doesn't do anything. No. Um, At all. No. Um, you know, you've got Harris, again, has some sort of embarrassing... Thing in the showers that happened to either him or Mauser in every single one of them. Uh, Winslow gets into a fight with some ninjas for some reason. That, why are they ninjas there? Yeah, I love that bit, man. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, Callahan, um, the, uh, the, the Japanese bloke, I'm sorry, I can't remember, remember his name, and, and, and Winslow are just driving around, and then, like, yeah. Callahan just points and goes, Look, ninjas. There go the ninjas. <laughs> And they're terrible ninjas. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, David Spade's a skateboarder. Uh, that's that's Police Academy Four. David Spade is a skateboarder. Yeah. Um. I it just I don't know, man. I, I like at least with like the next one, at least they're going to go somewhere different. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of all I'm asking at this point. Um, I you know Zed gets a lady. Fine. The only bits of this movie I, I, I really got on with were the Zed bits. Yeah, 
know, it, he's great. I, it's just him running towards her, but still doing the weird shit with his face. Uh, you know, that's, that's good there's not enough screaming at Sweet Chuck I'll say that no there isn't there needs, there needs more of that what I did like was the, the fact that this is a PG movie with the phrase dickhead yeah piss ants yeah. um and um Callahan's boobs oh god when she's uh, in the pool yeah yeah, yeah no absolutely I, I, it, it just the thing, it's, it's the same as every single other one, but they've got an old lady in it. And yeah. it's a hot air balloon in like a really weird, why the fuck are they in biplanes bit at the end? You know, it, it, that's amazing, <laughs> man. That whole bit, it starts out with just like people like get, get, uh, breaking out of prison, and it ends with like one of the prisoners like flying a biplane. But the other bit is. Um... What's his name? Uh, Tackleberry jumps out of the plane and leaves Sweet Chuck and Zed in the plane, who then jump out of the plane as well. What happened to that plane? (laughs) 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 So that that plane clearly crashed somewhere. Yeah, no, that was a really like old plane as well, like not like an old plane, just a rickety old plane like in Con Air. That was an old plane that was like that was like a treasured plane, and just nobody even went. What oh, happened to that plane? No, absolutely, I just. I... It's it, it, it's the first one where I think I've got to say this one's this one's touching cloth. I, it, it's too short to just be shit because it finished, and I went. Well, that happened. The thing is, it's a comedy, but I genuinely didn't laugh once. But then again, I I, I didn't hate watching it. That, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've been touching cloth fair. I think maybe we might genuinely have more to say about Simon Miami Beach. Yes, because, it, it, like you say, it, it's going in a, a, in a different direction. Yeah, yeah you know, but... Um, yeah, there you go. I mean, the thing is, that genuinely, is, oh, and Steve Gutenberg may as well not be in it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, more Zed's movie than it is yeah, his. He's barely in it. I, like, no. really, really though, I mean, like, he's not in it a lot. I, a lot of it is Tackleberry or Zed. I mean, Hooks may as well not be in it as well. She has maybe two scenes. There's more Spade than there is. Uh, what is it? Yeah. A horny. It kind of feels like they're grooming Spade to maybe be in more of them, but is he? Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't quite work. We, right, so that was uh, four. Uh, we do have a couple of questions, which I can quickly run through if you want in. Uh, first one is from Tom at Venice Cinematic. How many times have you watched that trailer? Four. four. I'm on two. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, I watched it once on my own and once with Becky as well. Uh, and Rich J. Kid, uh, Rich Kid, uh, says, what are the best slash worst films directed by people more famous as actors? Uh, I mean, I'll throw a couple out there. Um, I think, what's it, uh, A Bronx Tale is a fucking great yeah, movie. Yeah, that is a good film. Um, a bad movie is Johnny Depp's directorial debut, the only film he's directed at the time, uh, which is on Malin Brando, which is called The Brave. Um, that's not a great movie. Um, what else is there? Um, I can't think of. Um, 
Paul Michael Glazer, who was uh, I thought it was Starsky or Hutch and Starsky and oh, Hutch directed Running, Running Man, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is a fucking you know is a really fucking entertaining movie. Um, there, obviously uh, things like um, um, Gone Baby Gone um, and Argo and the to the Town. You know, Affleck's done some fucking great movies yeah. as a as a director. Uh, I'm trying to think of bad ones. It's you know, it's strange. You don't often. It's not often you get outright bad films directed by uh, what is it? What was that? Was it the American football one that uh, Clooney did? Oh, Leatherheads. That, that's shit. That's, that's a, a bad, bad movie. Film. Because <laughs> Clooney's not actually a bad director. That's just it was just a bad movie. Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, um, well, I was trying to think of anything else out there that's just really good that was uh, directed by what is it? Um, it's one of more films than that. I quite liked uh, Ray Fiennes' Coriolanus. Uh, I'm not saying that. Is it? Is it working? Yeah, no, it's it's all right, man. He has a good fight with Gerard Butler in it. Um, uh, I know th- th- there seems to be a lot of kind of push for this Alan Rickman uh, movie, okay. uh, a little chaos. I watched the trailer and thought that looks just terrible. Apparently it's okay. <laughs> I think that's kind of about it with that. But, um, yeah, I, I, it looks like it's a type of movie. If it wasn't directed by Alan Rickman, people wouldn't have anywhere near as much kind of good faith towards no, it. True. That thing you do. Yeah, a really solid movie. That. Um, took him a long time to direct something else and we kind of wish he hadn't to be honest uh, but yeah that thing you do is oh, edited oh yeah. yeah 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 of course yeah yeah Tom Hanks and his scary face oh Man of Tai Chi Man of Tai Chi yeah that was, was really entertaining um, uh, what, yeah there are I, 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 that's one where I, I think I'm going to try and think of yeah, more to answer next week yeah, uh, so we may come back to that one. Uh, Ian, is there anything else? Night of the Hunter because I don't like Night of the Hunter. I just want to say that. All right. Um, Ian, um, what are we, we going to do next week? Is there anything out next week? Oh, fuck it. I haven't even got time to shit about it. Avengers. <laughs> Avengers, yes, uh, and we'll have the uh, continuation of our Police Academy Marathon. Uh, that was episode 106. We hope you enjoyed it, uh, and we shall speak to you next Bye. week. Bye-bye.